when suddenly he said to me, Lad, did you ever hear of the Suleiman Mountains up to the northwest of the Mushukulumbwe country? I told him I never had. Ah, well, he said, that is where Solomon really had his mines, his diamond mines, I mean. How do you know that? I asked. Know it? Why, what is Suleiman but a corruption of Solomon? Besides, an old Isanusi or witch doctoress up in the Manica country told me all about it. She said that the people who lived across those mountains were a branch of the Zulus, speaking a dialect of Zulu, but finer and bigger men even than there lived among the great wizards, who had learnt their art from white men when all the world was dark, and who had the secret of a wonderful mine of bright stones. Well, I laughed at this story at the time, though it interested me, for the diamond fields were not discovered then, but poor Evans went off and was killed, and for twenty years I never thought any more of the matter. However, just twenty years afterwards, and that is a long time, gentlemen, an elephant hunter does not often live for twenty years at his business, I heard something more definite about Suleiman's mountains and the country which lies beyond them. I was up beyond the Manica country at a place called Sitanda's Crawl, and a miserable place it was, for a man could get nothing to eat and there was but little game about. I had an attack of fever, and was in a bad way generally, when one day a Portuguese arrived with a single companion, a half-breed. Now I know your low-class Delagoa Portuguese well. There is no greater devil unhung in a general way battening as he does upon human agony and flesh in the shape of slaves. But this was quite a different type of man to the mean fellows whom I had been accustomed to meet. Indeed, in appearance he reminded me more of the polite doms I have read about, for he was tall and thin, with large dark eyes and curling grey mustachios. We talked together for a while, for he could speak broken English, and I understood a little Portuguese and he told me that his name was José Silvestri, and that he had a place near Delagoa Bay. When he went on next day with his half-breed companion, he said good-bye, taking off his hat quite in the old style. "'Good-bye, senor,' he said. "'If we ever meet again, I shall be the richest man in the world, and I will remember you.' I laughed a little. I was too weak to laugh much." and watched him strike out for the great desert to the west, wondering if he was mad, or what he thought he was going to find there.'